Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. I'm super excited about today's session. Uh, we're going to be building your 2019 internet marketing plan, really with the emphasis on helping you maximize your lead flow, maximize your, your dominance in your local area via the internet. And um, we've got a lot of stuff we're going to cover, but really what I want to really focus on today is to help make sure you've got clear goals for 2019 as it relates to internet marketing. And really that's just breaking down how many leads you actually need to generate um, on a monthly basis to hit your annual revenue targets. Um, the three, month, three fundamentals to online marketing success, uh, how to optimize your website for conversion here in 2019 and beyond. Of course, the, 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 the ball is constantly moving, so kudos to you for being on a webinar like this and kind of making sure you've got the latest information. Uh, the big picture of really the online marketing channels that you should be tapping into to maximize your lead flow, uh, this we call our, our digital dominance method. We kind of unpack the key methods, uh, but really where I'm going to spend most of the time is on the latest trends. There's new things that have come out in the last you know, six to 12 months that are now making big impacts on your overall internet marketing strategy. And I want to make sure you guys know about them and that you're tapping into them and that you don't miss the boat on that front. And then we're going to really dive in and develop your custom action plan uh, based on where you're at right now, where you're looking to go with clarity on what you, your team, um, you know, your, your providers should do to, to really maximize their potential in, in 2019. So I'm just going to ask everybody, I need your undivided attention, uh, turn off your cell phones, turn off Facebook. Um, you know, if you're a plumbing or HVAC business owner and you're serious about getting better results in 2019, then the next 60 to 90 minutes really have the potential to change the trajectory of your business going into, into the new year. Um, so, you know, I, I know my tendency is to have multiple screens open and multiple tabs. I know that when I, when I close things down, and I just stay in the moment and I focus on what I'm doing right now. I get the best results. So um, I'd like to ask you guys to do that. Just be here. You've decided to be on this webinar. And um, in, in order to get the most out of it, let's just give it your undivided attention. And I do have a, an ethical bribe to try and get you guys to stick with me to the end. Um, if you stay with me to the end of the session, uh, I'm going to give you a, a download of the online dominance blueprint updated for 2019 that you can access and download and kind of either you know print it out or put it up in front of you in your marketing board, whatever you have in your office. Um, the latest plumbing and HVAC online marketing checklist and our list of the most commonly searched uh, plumbing and HVAC keywords, which really come into play for your SEO um, and your pay-per-click advertising. So um, if you want that stuff, just um, stick around to the end, and I'll give you a place where you can download all of those, all of those great contents. Uh, real quick about me and why you should listen. Um, I'm the author of How to Triple Your Sales by Getting Your Internet Marketing Right. Um, arguably the best-selling book on internet marketing for, for plumbing and HVAC. Um, I'm active in PHCC, QSE, Service Roundtable, Nextstar. A lot of my articles on internet marketing are published in like Plumbing and Mechanical, Contractor Magazine. Uh, but really, I'd say more important than any of that, um, I've had the opportunity at this point to work with hundreds of plumbing and HVAC business owners in some of the most competitive markets in the United States. Um, and I'm proud to say that me and my team have been able to help a lot of these companies go from virtual obscurity online to the point where they now dominate their, their local markets, um, lots of them getting in, in the neighborhood of thousands of calls every single month directly via the internet, uh, most of them hundreds. And what I share with you is really based on real world in the trenches experience with plumbing, HVAC, and home service related companies. Uh, we've built 
hundreds of plumbing websites. We have access to the analytics on hundreds of plumbing websites, plumbing, HVAC, electrical websites. And so we're going to share what works. And throughout the course of the session, I'll be on, you know, really sharing specific examples and case studies. That way you can get a sense of what's possible when you implement this in, in your business. And we've had a lot of our clients on today's call. So I'm really happy to have you guys with us. Um, you know, this is just as much for you as it is for, you know, non-clients that might be interested in hiring us in the future. And this is what we do, right? We've got a team now of 30 full-time employees. Uh, our agency made the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing companies the last three years in a row, 2016, 17, and 18. Um, you know, we're really passionate about this. We work exclusively with plumbing, HVAC, and, and, and electrical. And this is what we do all day, every day. Um, and, you know, if at some point you'd like the opportunity to talk about us possibly working with you, that's not the, uh, the objective of today's session. These, the, you know, the objective is to give you a clear plan. But if you'd like to talk, uh, you know, you'll have the opportunity at the end to, to schedule a one-on-one -on -one session with me or somebody in our team uh, so that we can um, talk about how we can implement this stuff for you. So before we get started, I'd like to hear from you guys in comments. We've got over 80 people with us live, over 190 registered pretty close to the cap. want to hear from you guys. There, as far as I'm concerned, there's there's two ways a webinar can go. There's the old way and there's the new way. So what's the old way? The old way is um, guy projects his screen, goes through his slides, talks and talks and talks. You get bored, you open up another tab, you disengage, and you don't get anything out of the webinar. The new way is guy pulls up the screen, he's got his camera on so you can see his face, um, asks questions, you listen, you answer, gives you worksheets to fill in, you work on them, you're engaged, you get much more learning out of the session, and as a result, you actually get the, the result that you wanted, right? Which, to build, which is to build a plan, get better results in 2019. So if it's okay with you, we'll go with the new way, uh, we'll be very interactive. And so when I ask questions, I wanna hear from you guys in the comments. Um, and when I ask for volunteers, I want you, I want to have a number of you clamoring for, for the opportunity to, to be the, the volunteer. So my first question is, what's the hardest part about marketing your plumbing or HVAC business online? Um, so just in the comments, we'd like to hear from a couple of you guys. Um, hardest part. So Pablo says getting steady work. Um, Adam says trolls. I guess you're meaning all the companies that want to sell you something that don't actually do uh, what they say they're going to do. Um, Pablo says who to trust, who you can really go to that, that can be relied on. Um, now we're getting some answers. Getting noticed um, amongst all the competition. Um, finding a company, a marketing company that actually can generate results. All the price shoppers that you get. Tracking the ROI. Um, not really knowing what order in order to do things, in order to build your authority, uh, the proper SEO terms. All right, good. So we got the creative juices flowing. And again, this is what I want from you guys. I want, you know, I'd ask a question, lots of answers, lots of engagement, and uh, really that's what we want to get out of, out of today's session. So, so great, great stuff. So I want to share an example, and this is probably illustrative to what all of you guys just shared, right? Not knowing who to trust, not knowing what's going to work, the fact that it's constantly changing, um, and I just want to share an example. One of our clients, Schuler Services, they're based in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, you know, it's owned by Greg Joyce. Prior to that, it was owned by his dad, Jim Joyce. And, you know, they had built their business over the years 
by having a double truck ad in the in the yellow pages, right? Probably not too dissimilar to a lot of you. That's where that's where customers looked when they needed a plumber. And if you had the double truck ad, you were showing up and, and you got the calls. And they built a really nice um, million dollar plumbing business. But somewhere around the mid 90s, they, they noticed it start to trail off a little bit. Like the calls weren't coming in as quickly. The you know the number of leads to keep their guys busy was starting to trail off. And so it really begged the question for, for Jim and for Greg, where did the customers go? And if they weren't looking at the, at the yellow pages, they had to be looking somewhere. And of course, what we know now and what you guys all know, because you're sitting on an internet marketing planning session for 2019, was that the customers shifted to the internet, right? We know 97% of customers and consumers use the internet in some way when they're looking for plumbing, HVAC, electrical, or home-related services, right? And so if that's where the customers went, then we need to figure out how we can own the internet in our area, right? And that's probably what you guys are all after. How can we make sure, just like we, we used to buy that double truck ad, how can we make sure we're showing up in all the places our customers are looking when they're, when they're going online? And so what Greg and Jim did, they tried a couple things. The first thing they did was they hired Yellow Pages. So the Yellow Page rep that sold them the double truck over the years, uh, came in like they do and sat down and took them to a nice lunch and said, hey, we're, we've moved to the internet as well. We're going to get your internet marketing presence going. We're going to help you tap into those customers that have shifted online. And, um, you know, that, that strategy didn't really, uh, didn't really deliver the goods. So they did build them a website. So they were online. They did put them on YP.com, but they weren't showing up where their customers were looking, which is really Google and Yahoo and Bing. Um, and they didn't have a website that was compelling and made somebody want to choose them versus the competition. It was very, um, it, it was very generic. It was a templatized website. And so quickly they realized this isn't going to work. And so they had to hop ship. And um, they, they moved to a very pay-per-click centric um, approach at that point. Uh, one of the big PPC companies at the time, I think it was Reach Local, came in. Look, we got this great call tracking technology. We're going to get your phone ringing off the hook. Um, it's going to be great. You're going to be showing up on Google. Your phones are going to ring. And, and this strategy actually did work at, at, a, at a limited level. So what, what Reach Local did was they, they set up the same site that YP had for them, so it was still very generic. And they also um, put them in, in the pay-per-click listings. So they were showing up in paid, but they weren't showing up in organic, where the lion's share of people click. And when they did get to the site, um, it, it really didn't make anybody want to choose them versus the competition. And so rapidly they realized no matter what their budget was, it was about enough to cover the expense. So if they did a $2,000 budget, they'd generate about enough to, to break even on that. If they went to $5,000, they'd generate just about enough to break even on that. And so it was frustrating for them because they're trying to get their internet marketing right. They're trying what they think is going to work, and they kind of bang their head against the wall. And really, what was missing in both of these strategies was, first of all, they needed to make sure they were ranking for the most important key terms in their service area, right? So that was the first piece, not just in organic, but I mean, not just in paid, but in organic and all of the places their customers were looking. And they needed a website, the hub where their customers and prospects landed was they needed a website that was going to convert visitors into callers at the highest level possible. And so that's what we were able to do, right? We were able to roll out a website that was really built to convert. And this is a case study. I'm talking about the fact that we did it. But I want you guys to get the, the really the potential and the strategy behind it, whether you choose to work with us or not, isn't really the, the key. The key is the strategy. And so 
what we did was we rolled out a website that was highly personality centric. So it was pictures of the team, pictures of the truck, good branding, lots of messaging about why somebody would want to choose them versus the competition. And then we, we made sure that website was optimized for the organic results in addition to the paid listing. So we made sure it was showing up in the maps and it was showing up in the organic listings. And there's lots of things you can do to optimize for organic rankings. And as that started to work, and they started to tap into what we call our digital dominance method, which I'll be explaining to you in depth and helping you figure out out of these eight key initiatives, which are the three or four that are going to have the biggest impact for you going into the new year. Now, we started to roll this out, right? Making sure there was a good website that was built to convert with strong SEO, good copy, good online reviews with a strategy to get online reviews on a consistent basis, um, showing up in the paid listings where people were looking for them, um, leveraging retargeted ads so that when somebody got to the website, they started seeing their banner, right? And then came back to their site, um, like tapping into some strategic paid online directories like Angie's List and Yelp.com. Um, Tapping into some of the, the pay-per-lead services, like in today's market, Google local service ads, Home Advisor, not so much, but definitely local service ads. Um, and we'll be talking about more of these as we go. And they started to unpack a really strong strategy to connect with their customers um, and then also follow up via email marketing, social media, and even some, some like printed follow-up thank you cards and things like that to really maximize their potential online. And so let's talk a little bit about, about the results and what's, what's really possible and really why I'm sharing this example in this case study. Well, they went from, after being several years trying to get this stuff down, um, like 395 visitors per month, uh, on average 27 calls a month via the internet. This is dating back to like 2013. Um, they ended 2015 with an average of 228 calls per month on, on like 2,000 visitors. But if we fast forward, um, you know, to you know, current time, um, and we kind of look at their overall, they're investing about eight thousand dollars a month in online marketing, for four hundred and forty-nine leads, and, and you'll notice they come from a variety of places: one hundred and fifty-eight from organic, um, one hundred and forty-three from paid search, one hundred and thirty-six from Google Maps directly, um, and twelve from web forms via their website, at an average of eighteen dollars and twenty-nine cents per lead. And so by knowing that and by like having, um, you know, a, a clear understanding of their average cost per lead and a scalable online marketing strategy, they were able to grow pretty quickly again. You know, from the stagnated around 1 million point, they grew from 1.7 in 2012 to 3 million in 2015. Uh, they're actually on pace to do 4 million this year. They expanded from 16 guys to 23 guys. And they really have the confidence, and this is probably the most important thing, that they have a, a scalable and sustainable lead mechanism where they can say, okay, where do we need more leads? Turn up the pay-per-click campaign, turn up the, the SEO strategy, turn up the Google local service ads, for instance. And so I really wanna hear from you guys, what would it mean to you and your business if you could generate 400 plus leads per month and really feel like you have that scalable model? And I do wanna hear from you guys in the comments because you know, when you're clear about your why, right? everything moves so, so much quicker and, you, and you'll pay more attention and you'll get more value. Chris says we need 60 more calls. Dustin says freedom. Melissa says our service techs would sure be happier because we know they got work coming in on a consistent basis. Uh, Daniela says home advisor is awful. 
can't disagree too much, but you know, we look at the online dominance method. You want to be tapping into all of the different places your customers are looking when they need your when they need your services. So good. This this is good. I'm hearing kind of from you guys what your why is, uh, knowing your numbers, um, better sustainability. Craig says, "What's up, Craig? Launching a new division and we need to be able to generate calls for that. Um, knowing the the tech conversion rates, awesome, cool. So so this gives us a a great sense of." Here's a case study. Here's what's possible, and now let, let's kind of let's kind of dive into it. So uh, again, I, I've got a great workshop for today's session. I'd love to have you guys have this open on the side tab or printed. Um, it's been updated for 2019. Very nice little document. Help you get the most out of it. Pay no attention to the one I have printed because this is from last year. But there's an updated version that um, I want you guys all to all to download and to dive into. So as, as, as we start to dive into 2019, the very first thing, the very first thing is to set clear goals, right? You, you know, I'm a big fan of, of Brian Tracy and a lot of the other, you know, motivational experts out there, but Brian Tracy's got a great quote in one of his ultimate goal-setting books, and that's, success is goals, all else is commentary, right? We tend to get really busy with, um, the the widget of the day right can't find the technicians need to generate more leads um, you know can't get the average service ticket up whatever it is we get busy right and a lot of that stuff is can truly be classified as as commentary and what we need to do is be focused on our on our goals what are we trying to accomplish where are we trying to get and it's what a great time at the beginning of 2019 here just to set really clear intentions and break down where we want to go and what it's going to take in order to get there. And to me, clear goals is like creating wind in your sails. So, you know, I, I think of it as your business. If you don't have clarity in your goals and where you're going, you're almost like a sailboat that's just out to sea. There's no wind, there's no momentum, and you're just kind of going with the flow, right? What I've always found in my business and the clients that we work with is that the moment we get clear and we set an intention, we can almost create our own wind. We can be like this boat that's got you know a whole crew of guys holding on as strongly as they can, and they're just cruising along the sea. That's what being clear on your goals is for. That's what it's about. I know you guys set goals, and you're on today's session, but I, I just want to take a minute to remind you of the power of goals. There was a great Harvard study done back in 1979. What they did was they interviewed the, the, the graduates from 1979. They asked them, basically three questions. Do you have goals? Do you have a clear plan for accomplishing those goals? And do you have, um, do you have them written down, right? 84% of the graduates had no specific goals. They're like, okay, I'm going to graduate and I'm going to use my, my degree and you know, my life's going to be great. 13% had goals, but they weren't written down. And then 3%, and this is the 3% rule, 3% had clear written goals and they had a plan that was written out Here's what I'm going to get to, and here's, at least from a high level, how I think I can make it happen. Here's the result. The 13% that had goals, but they weren't written down, were earning two times more than the rest of the class. And even more staggering, and this is the, the whole point of what we're talking about here, is the, the 3% that had goals and had written down plans to accomplish those goals were earning 10 times as much. And so really what I want to do is tap into that 3% rule, give you guys that 10-time advantage by giving you a little space to get clear right now 
on where you're going to end 2019 and help you reverse engineer the plan and have something written down that you're pressing forward towards. So my goal frame, my goal setting framework, and I know we've got Joe Grady on the call with us today. Um, you know, he's a, he's a great coach in this industry. Um, I believe, obviously, you need to have written goals and plans. You need to set a minimum of a one-year goal, quarterly goals, monthly goals, and then you have to have a stopping point. And this is what I find most people miss. They'll set a goal, and I did this for years myself. I would set a goal, and then whatever. You know, I, I spent some time in December, January, kind of maybe put it into a, a document somewhere, like a, a work document, and then lost track of it, right? And that had some, it had some benefit, but the true power of goals is knowing that you're going to put it in a place that you can be held accountable for it. So you know you're going to stop at the end of the month. My goal was to do, whatever, $350,000 in revenue, and know that you're going to stop and say, did I accomplish that? And if yes, I'm going to celebrate that. And if not, I'm going to kind of reevaluate. What did I do wrong? Did I not generate enough leads? Did we not convert at the high, high enough level in the field? Did we not have a high enough average ticket? So we can make adjustments so the next month is better. And I find that when you buy into the power of goals and then you put this type of ritual in place where you set the goals, you know you have a stopping point, you have something that you and your team are pressing forward towards, then you can really start to build momentum and build what I think is the most valuable um, muscle that you can develop, which is the muscle that's the ability to set an intention, do the activity, and then accomplish the, the, the result. Because when you can really build that muscle, you can accomplish anything you want in your life and in your business. And I really want that for you guys. And that's why we're spending the, the first 10 or 15 minutes of today's session talking about goals. So the first page on our worksheet is what's your target revenue? So if you could wave a magic wand and kind of project forward to the end of 2019, and I want you to write this down because um, that's, that's kind of the first thing we want to do is have this stuff jotted down, is how much revenue do you want to end with in 2019? And then what's that monthly? So as simple as you're going to do whatever it is, 3 million, divide that by 12, what's that number, right? I want you guys to either write this down on a separate pad or um, or put it on the worksheet that I gave you. And then I also want to hear from some of you guys in the comments box, just so I can make sure you're not just phoning it in, but you're really playing all out. Put in the comments, what's the target revenue for 2019? And then what's the monthly in order to make that happen? So Joe commented, you want to make sure your goals are smart, specific, measurable, achievable, Relevant and timely. All right, so Gretchen says $800,000, um, $66,000 per month. Excellent goal. Come on, guys. You promised that you were going to participate in this process. So I want to hear from you. Dino is going to do $1.6 million, $133,000. Um, Pablo is shooting for $100,000. Okay. Um, John, $6 million. Kathleen, $4 million. John, $500,000. Garrett, $1.5 Beautiful. Okay. Good, good, good. Lots of comments coming in. A lot, Lots of range. And you're seeing guys from just trying to get their first 100,000 all the way up to multiple, multiple seven figures. So great. Again, the comments is to, to, you know, is really more for you than it is for me. It helps you think. It helps you get your juices flowing. Alan Lambert just says 720. Awesome. So now what we want to do is reverse engineer because this is a marketing plan. It's not just a goal setting session. So based on that, how many calls are you going to have to generate in the field in order to make that a reality? 
And so to figure that out, really, and I'll do another session with Joe Grady on this because he can really drill this down even further. But at the, at the most basic level, you want to take and write down your target revenue, how much that is monthly, what your average ticket is, or your average transaction value. I know for you guys, it's typically somewhere between 350 up to 600 plus. And Joe, if you don't mind posting the comments, kind of what you think that average ticket should be. And then if you divide the monthly by the average ticket, that gives you an idea how many calls you need to run on a monthly basis in order to hit that target. Joe says 405 is way too low, especially most of you guys are HVAC. What is the what is the ideal average ticket, uh, Joe? Between 550 and 650, if your techs are trained and they know how to sell in the field and know how to do that whole process, Joe and his team are great at helping you unpack that. But really all I want you to come to right now is what's that, what's that number need to be? How many calls do you need to run on a monthly basis? The clearer you are on where you're gonna end and what you need to do in order to get there, the better we can build a plan to fill in that, that lead flow. So I'm gonna give you guys a second just to fill this in. So Dino's saying about 133 at an average of 1,000 ticket. Um, Alicia says 318, awesome. Make sure you're writing these things down. And then, you know, you want to figure out what your average conversion ratio is and divide that by your tar target number of calls. And that's how many leads, at least on the surface, how many leads we need to generate. Because when you're clear about the number of leads you need to generate, then we can reverse an engineer. Okay, well, how do we fill the pipeline? How do we get the phone ringing at that level? How do we generate that number of leads so that you can actually hit that revenue target? So let's just say your average conversion rate from caller to book call is 55% and you need 308 calls. That would need you need 560 leads per month to hit your, to hit your target. It's different for everybody. Your, your average transaction value, your average conversion rate is going to be different. I just want you to do this math so that you can put it up on the board and say, okay, this is where we need to go. And Joe's saying 55% sucks. Hey, Get with Joe Grady. Joe, type your contact details in here. He's got a great training on how to set these KPIs, how to hold yourself accountable, how to improve your close rate, how to improve your average ticket. Um, Joe, I asked you to run this part of the session. Um, I'm not sure how you're on because you said you couldn't, but glad to have you. Glad to have you with us. Okay. So, so again, you know, the main thing uh, we talked about the Harvard study, the importance of goals, how it gives you the ability to create your own momentum. Um, we talked a little bit about the goals and really how many leads you need to generate in order to make that happen. So just from a, from, a, from a high level, in the comments box, let me know, goal for 2019 and how many leads do you need to generate in order to get there? Hopefully you guys broke this down. I wanna hear from a couple of you guys just in the comments box. We already heard the goal number, but give me the lead count. How many leads do we need to generate? Jessica says, no idea the average ticket. So that's really important, right? You can't, you can't improve what you can't measure. So you need to know that number right off the top of your head. Um, David says 2,550 leads. Dino says 190 leads. Brett needs 184 leads. Bobby needs about 200 leads a month. Beautiful, awesome. And this is what I want. I just want you guys to have clarity on what you're shooting for from a lead perspective because it makes no sense to build a marketing plan. It makes no sense to say, hey, I'm gonna do SEO, I'm gonna do pay-per-click, I'm gonna do Google local service ads, I'm gonna go buy these home advisor leads, if you don't know what you're shooting for. 
And you know, the marketing company you're dealing with, a lot of you guys are clients, you know, get with your account manager, share this information with us. That way we can help make sure we've got you on the best strategy possible to help you truly hit your hit your targets. All right. So we're clear on our goals, right? We're clear on what we're trying to get to from a lead generation perspective on a monthly basis. Hopefully you guys all have this written down. The next step is we want to make sure we've upgraded our marketing message. And really what I find, Adam's looking for 3,535 3, leads. I like the specificity of that. Um, oftentimes, we want to leave our marketing you know, to, to whoever it is that handles the marketing strategy. And you, we just think, you know, they, they know what's going on. Like, they know how to get me out in front of the audience. And, and in a lot of cases, we do, right? We're really good at this here at Plumbing and HVAC SEO. A lot of the companies in this industry, and there's, there's you know, new ones coming out all the time, um, a lot of us do get it. But really, the onus is on you as the owner of your business to be really clear on, on three key fundamentals of your marketing message. And that's who your market is, like within home, like residential services, which most of you guys do, within residential, like really who is your ideal customer? Is it the homeowner? Is it the female or the male? Um, what's their age? Like what are the demographics and psychographics? The clearer you can be on who your customer is, you can actually craft messaging on why they should choose you versus the competition. And this is why I want to spend some time on this today in our 2019 planning session is because your message should be unique. It should be something that makes you stand out and it should resonate with your ideal customer. And really that message and market match informs what we do with your website and what we put out on HomeAdvisor and Google local service ads and everywhere else. So let's just spend some time fine-tuning that message so we can make sure that it resonates. What I know is when we have a message that resonates and that's on target with our ideal customer, the customer we want, everything we do works better. Our lead generation pulls better. Our average value from a lead is better. And so how do we get clear on what that ideal customer is? And the best way to do it is just to spend a little time thinking about your ideal customer, the customer that you like to work with, the customer that isn't a pain in your neck, but that's willing to pay a premium, that is flexible, and that's willing to, to refer and to kind of pass your name around to the others that they deal with on an ongoing basis. And really the best way to get into this is to think about your customer in terms of what are their pains and frustrations, what are their goals and desires, what are their fears and the implications of those fears? And what are their dreams and aspirations? And so, you know, in your workbook, we've got this information. Um, I want you guys just to, to kind of go to that page and just think for a couple minutes. And this is really the exercise I want you to do. Just think a little bit about your customer and kind of sit in their shoes for a little bit. Um, what we found, I'd love to hear from you guys in the comments, on pace, off pace, hey, that's not us or that's just like us. Um, typically, it's the, it's the homeowner. You know, on average, 35 years plus, that way they've got a career, they've got disposable income. Usually, obviously, they, they all have, have owned a home. And so that 35 plus tends to be a better customer. Um, typically, the female that's making the buying decision, um, married with two to three kids, head of households is the person that kind of drive the day-to-day -day decisions of the family. Um, the, the annual income varies greatly from market to market. Obviously, Topeka, Kansas is different than um, Los Angeles, right? But, you know, be clear on what that average household income is because you can set targeting based around that. Um, they're family-oriented. 
They're easily frustrated. They like to please people and expect the same in return. Just think about like what are some of the aspects of your of your typical customer. I'd love to hear from you guys in the in the comments box. That part's useful. But then also thinking about their their fears and frustrations, right? And this is really when you can start to craft messaging that that resonates with your customers because let's just face it, their plumbing or, or HVAC or electrical isn't working. And this is really where you can start to bridge the gap. It's they can't get a company on the phone, right? If, I mean, you guys run plumbing HVAC companies. You don't experience this all the time. But as, as a homeowner, you know, and having plumbing issues right here in South Florida, if we go and we run a search, my wife and I, and we're looking for a plumber, a lot of times they don't answer their phone, right? They're not willing to come out the same day. And so it's really annoying. You just want to get it done. They want the plumbing issue resolved. Um, they're too busy to deal with it. And they're, they're a little worried, like, is this going to be a bigger problem than it seems on the surface? So, you know, getting clear on, on what their pains and frustrations are, and then drooling down on the fears. Like they're, they're afraid they're going to get ripped off. They're going to pay too much for something that they could have gotten somewhere else. Um, having somebody come in that's maybe cheap, that damages their home. The biggest fear, and we've kind of split tested this, we've uh, researched it, is having to wait around for the plumbing or HVAC person to show up. Believe it or not, your busy customer, your ideal customer, their biggest thing is they don't want to waste time. They don't want to call out of work that day or cancel the meeting so that they can be available for the plumber and then have the plumbing or HVAC guy not show up. Um, so they're like their biggest concern is being inconvenienced um, and then also a little bit worried about paying too much and having to pay a bill that's completely unnecessary. And then, you know, from a goals and desires perspective, right, they just want the plumbing fixed. They want to be able to get it done and like not have to worry about it, check it off the list um, and, and know that they've taken care of the situation and move on with their lives. So I'd love to hear from you guys, like fears, implications, goals, and desires. What is it for you that you found really, really, you know, is the true thing that your customer wants? Because I know this, if we can see Joe Jones through Joe Jones' eyes, then we can sell what Joe Jones buys. And it's worth retooling this, rethinking about it on, a, on at least an annual basis, because that messaging and that clarity of who our customer is informs how we write the content for our website, how we write our social posts, um, the types of TV ads that we run, the types of YouTube video ads that we run, right? Being clear can really change all of that. Um, so good, we're getting some good feedback in here. Catherine says, fast, reliable, honest service, great. Um, David says, not being overcharged. Dino says, options and trust from quality workmanship. Um, Marilyn says, quick service without unnecessary repairs. I like it. So just being crystal clear on that on that market message media, we can start to develop good messaging, right? And and you know, I want you guys to really think about this. Why should somebody choose to do business with you versus the competition? Right? It shouldn't be the obvious stuff, and it should really be based on you know, what it is it about your company that's different. If you can find the point of difference, that's really where you can get a massive, a massive bump in how well your, 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 your marketing converts. And then what benefit do you offer to your target avatar that's going to resonate? And you guys posted a couple of these. What we're finding works best, you know, just make sure you're hitting these hot buttons, right? The more you can hit these hot buttons when they're on your website, when they're reading your social updates, the better. So same-day service or emergency service or 24-hour service or on-time service, right? That speaks to the I don't want to be inconvenienced. 
Um, straightforward pricing, upfront pricing or satisfaction guarantee. Take the risk off of me, make me feel confident you're not gonna rip me off. And then trustworthy technicians, trusted technicians or experience. And then we can really start to you know, really craft you know, the reason why fast same day service, money saving offers 24 hours a day with no overtime charge, clean cut technicians that will leave your house cleaner when, than when they left it, and great service, right? And this is the kind of messaging that we wanna be able to use and be able to resonate with to make, to make ourselves stand out. So hopefully this was useful, just kind of recap, what's the message, kind of tune that up. And I'd love to hear you guys in the comments, like what, what is it that your unique message is? I've seen a couple, um, David says, we're diverse, offering three mechanic, me, uh, mechanical, plumbing, HVAC, and electrical. Um, Mike's saying, how can you help us with Google local service ads? Is that something we work with you directly for? That's something we can definitely help you with if you're a client, you know, if not, you know, we can help point you in the right direction. Um, you know, the cost is paid directly to Google. We just help to facilitate that for you. Um, Nicole, customers are number one, 24-hour service. Therefore, our customers. Melissa, 24-hour customer service locally in Edmonton. Awesome. So, yeah, just, just you know, tighten that up. Dino says no, no fix or no pay. Uh, Kevin says lifetime furnace guarantee. That's powerful. That kind of makes you stand out versus the competition. All right, so we've, we've set our goals and our targets. We've gotten clear on our message so we can make sure everything we put out resonates. The next really important thing is to make sure that your website, your hub, is built to convert. You know, the fact is all of the marketing that you do offline and online leads back to your website. Uh, whether it's from radio ads, TV ads, billboard ads, your trucks that are out in the field, uh, your ad that's in the, the local flyer, or the local circular at the church, your, your SEO, your pay-per-click, it all points to the website. And if your website isn't built to convert at the highest level possible, you're going to be leaving money on the table, right? And so that's why every year we come back to this whole topic. How do we make sure our, our website is optimized to convert at the highest level possible? And so, Kevin, I'm glad you just chimed in because we're going to use your website as an example of what I think is a great example of a website that's, that's truly uh, built to convert. And so we're going we're gonna to pull this up. I'm going to kind of talk through it. And I'd love to hear from you guys um, that want to be an example. So start thinking about your, your being the example. So a couple things you want to do to make sure your website is built to convert. Um, the first, and I think one of the most powerful, is to make sure that you're tapping into authenticity. Right, I showed you the Schuler Services website where we had a picture of the team and a picture of the owner. Uh, same thing here on Landy's. We got a picture of the owner front and center. Uh, we got a phone number in the top right-hand corner, and then we've got messaging above the fold. So if we kind of if we take this full panel, um, we've got messaging above the fold that answers their main questions and their main fears. Never an overtime charge. Legendary lifetime furnace guarantee. That's a massive point of distinction that nobody else in his area is offering. Free second opinions, right? So we've gotten straight to the point, phone number in the top right-hand corner, when we're available for service, talking about our online reputation, never an overtime charge. This is all within the main panel and the ability to engage with somebody in chat. And this is like a massive trend we're gonna be talking about on today's session. But the fact is your customer is less and less interested in having a conversation with you on the phone than they were in the past, right? 
eventually they're going to have to talk to somebody to get scheduled. I believe there's a shift and apps like uh, Service Titan and House Call Pro are trying to make it so that people can schedule right into your system without having to talk to you. You know, I think that's right on the cusp of being a massive change in what you need to do to make sure your website is built to convert. But for now, if you can start a conversation via chat, um, you can you can reduce the resistance to talk to somebody. And so having a chat box like this, we found to be a massive driver of conversion. And um, you know, this is powered by home service chats. We, we do a lot of business with them. We find that they're experts in the plumbing and HVAC space. So they understand the verbiage, they understand the struggles your customers are having, and they can engage at a different level than like an outsourced chat from, from India or something like that. So I highly recommend uh, home service chats for, for bumping your, your conversion rate. So kind of having multimedia and video that greet the person, that answer their questions, that answer their, their fears, having lots of messaging that's not about the technical, but really is more focused on why, right? Friendly experts, fast response, upfront service, one stop, honest advice, competitive pricing, right? And just making sure that your website is written really more about the customer and their needs than, than about you and, and, your, and your stuff. So I mean, these are some, you know, just some great insights on how to make sure your website is optimized for conversion. And I wanna share kind of like what can happen when you transition a website from poor conversion to good conversion. So we started working with, with Kevin, um, I guess it's going on like three or four years now. And when he started with us, this is what his website looked up, looked like. If we use the power of archive.org, we can see it was a very generic website, didn't have any personality or authenticity, um, didn't really speak to why somebody should choose them versus the competition, to, to what it looks like today. And really what I wanna show is the impact that this can have. So. They had a good site. I mean, they had a good presence and they still do the lion's share of Kevin's business still today comes from his brand and his recognition in, in Fargo where he's based. But we noticed a massive increase just in the change in website because he was getting visitors, but they weren't converting at the level they could. A big bump from, you know, from 55 to when we put the website live uh, to 317. And that's just the, the impact, all of the traffic you get to your website by getting good conversion elements in place can have in the number of calls and the number of leads and the number of sales that you get. And so this is just, a, you know, this is Kevin's KPI board from this month from internet marketing. Um, he generated 997 leads. You'll notice a lot of them straight from Google Maps, some of them from organic. Um, he doesn't do paid search, so it comes to an average of $2.50 per lead. Now. I'm not, I, I, I want to stress, he's got a great brand. He does lots of radio. He's really well recognized in that market. So a lot of it comes from that, but having a good website that's built to convert can really have a massive impact on the number of leads that you get. And so in your workbook, I've got this great little cheat sheet that kind of outlines the key things you want to make sure you have in place from a wireframe perspective, like where the logo goes, where the phone number goes, making sure that you've got testimonials and social proof on the site. So definitely go through your website with a fine tooth comb to compare, like is your website truly built to convert? And I want you really to take a couple minutes here and think, because that's what we're trying to do, not just fill our heads with information, but really think and come up with key insights. You know, does your website speak to your target avatar? Like does it, fear, does it address their fears and concerns and why they should choose you? Um, does it have real authentic imagery? So that's pictures of your team, pictures of your staff, 
multimedia, like either you or the team or somebody on the team speaking to them, welcoming them to the website and explaining that in a multimedia way. Um, I like to see a welcome video, video for each of the services, a video explaining clearly why they should choose you versus the competition. Uh, does it showcase your online reviews and the number of testimonials you have from happy customers, um, not just on the site, but from like the people that wrote about you on Google and the people that wrote about you on Yelp can have a major impact on conversion. Um, are the fundamentals in place? That means, you know, is the phone number in the top right-hand corner? Does the website have an easy click-to-call button from a mobile perspective? Um, and are you leveraging chat, which is just a great way to improve the conversion rate. We find that for the number of visitors coming from a website without chat, um, it can increase your conversion by up to 30%. So 30% more leads just by having that chat box and giving people the opportunity to engage via text as opposed to having to call, especially for the first interaction. So I want to use a couple of you guys as guinea pigs. I'll pull up your website. We'll kind of look at it through the lens of what we just talked about and help you identify what are the key things you should do in order to, to improve your conversion rate. All right, lots of, lots of people volunteering. I love it. Um, I'm going to do Andrew's Heat and Cool. And all right, so I think this looks super professional. This is Andrew's Heating and Cooling. Where are you based? In um, Rock Hill, South Carolina. And it looks like to me like a pretty, pretty nice site. Phone number in the top right-hand corner, professional logo, honesty, dependability, trust, kind of speaking to why somebody should choose you versus the competition. Um, the one thing that stands out to me, and of course, hopefully this is instructive for all of you as you look at this, is that this is a, it's kind of a stock image, right? And, you know, this is a friendly family, kids looking at the mom, they're, they're, but it's not authentic, right? There's real people behind your company, you, your team. People want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. So I would say, you know, having this hero image be your team, that way they can know, like, and trust you would, would improve conversion. I've seen it uh, time and time again. We do have the picture, I guess, of you guys down here. Love to see some more of you guys up here. Um, let's see. So kind of text heavy here. We do have uh, an ability to um, fill out a, an online form. We do have some reviews scrolling across. So I'd say it's pretty good. A couple things that you can plus one this. A little more personality and authenticity. Um, uh, click to call video, like a click video where they can hear, hey, welcome to the website. We're a full service, blah, blah, blah. This is why people choose us. Like that, that's pretty engaging on, on a plumbing and HVAC website. And then having a chat function where somebody can engage with you, get their questions answered, and kind of start that conversation um, can really help with conversion. So hopefully, hopefully that was helpful. Thank you for, for reviewing your, your website or for letting us review your website. Um, I'm going to do a plumbing one, and then we're going to move forward. We've got tons of, um, tons of people putting themselves in here, and I appreciate you doing that. Um, Christian, our director of business development, is on the call. If you could, Christian, just grab all of these websites. If we don't reference you on, on the live session, um, we'll follow up with you and we'll do something um, right away to help help you at least get some suggestions on how to make your website potentially convert better. All right, so this is Trinity Home Services in Louisiana. Um, I thought it was a plumbing company, but that's that's fine. Um, so we got a we got a logo in the top right hand corner. We got a lot going on up here. Um, I, I mean, to me, we want to keep the above the fold as, as I think this looks awesome. So I'm not like I'm not disparaging anything. I think we want to keep it clean. So we're like when we have tons of logos up here, like what's the benefit 
for you as the plumbing HVAC contractor to get them to click on your Facebook and stuff like that. I would say bring that down the fold. Your address isn't nearly as, as important to your, your clients as your phone number or the link. So I think some of this stuff might be gumming up the works a little bit. You know, it's a cleaner, just get your phone number in the top right-hand corner, get your logo, um, can really help. Um, I think obviously this is a, an image of maybe downtown, which is cool, uh, but you know my stance, I think you'd be better served to have a picture of your team. You know, that way they get to know the people behind the operation. So we got some special offers and incentives. Um, the other thing I'll point out, you know, and this is hopefully for, for everybody to learn, not just you specifically, like above the fold here, we're not speaking about why somebody should choose Trinity versus the competition. We're talking about your services, electrical, heating, generators. Love it, like some kind of headline, same-day service, you know, the best guarantee in the industry. Something about why me, as a homeowner, should contact and do business with you. Um, we talk about the services. So, I mean, again, it looks good. I would want to see some multimedia, like a video of the owner welcoming. I'd like to see a little bit more personality here, maybe pictures of the team, pictures of the staff, some messaging that speaks specifically to why somebody should choose you versus the competition. And then I, I would say definitely some type of chat function where somebody can start that conversation. Hopefully that was helpful. Um, Well, lots of comments. I wish I could read all of this stuff. I just don't want to like stop the flow of the session. Um, I will go back and read all of these comments and questions after the fact. A lot of you guys volunteered your sites. I appreciate your willingness to do that. Um, but I don't want to spend too too much time. But hopefully, hopefully this was um, hopefully this was helpful. So what I want you to guys to do is spend a couple minutes and just reflect. What are three conversion elements that you will implement on your website? Um, and I talked about a lot. But at a minimum, maybe it's adding some more personality and authenticity. Maybe it's adding chat. Maybe it's just making sure you have that phone number in the top right-hand corner. Maybe it's making your, your uh, online reviews and testimonials more prominent. So I want to hear from a handful of you guys in chat. I want you to write this down because otherwise, what's the point of even being on the session? Like, What three things will you implement to make sure your hub can convert at the highest level possible? Okay, so Nicole says add authentic images. Nicole says I really like, or Catherine says I really like the idea of authentic photos. Um, Stephanie says make it more personal, add the chat, more reviews, more prominent. Um, company photos, videos, awesome. Great, great, great. You guys are getting it. You're writing this down. I love it. Um, key takeaways. Was there anything from that section on conversion um, that kind of stood out to you or like something you learned, something you noticed or something you'd like to share that the rest of the group can, can kind of re, re, um, kind of bring back to the, to the top, so to speak, because we did go through a lot. Nicole says, I've got everything but the chat and some personal messaging. Awesome. That'll go a long way. Trust me. If you get, if you're already doing some online marketing, add the chat function, it's going to give you more leads and more conversions. Um, Bobby says emphasizing local, um, Matt says chat authenticity and videos. Catherine says she'd like to emphasize the, the, the focus on recent reviews on the website. So having it not just reviews you got back in 1992, but like the more recent reviews will help with conversion. Um, Marilyn says making sure the website's not too text heavy. Uh, Joe says stock photos, no bueno, authenticity is key. 
awesome. So we, we had a great conversation around making sure your hub is built well. Because again, you know, we can drive more traffic, right? We can drive more SEO, we can drive more paid search, but if the website doesn't convert, we're not gonna be getting the result out of it that we should. So that's why we spent that time on that. Step three is to make sure we know our KPIs, especially as it relates to our marketing KPIs, which we all know a KPI is a key performance indicator. So the main things I suggest you have in place, no sense doing any online marketing if you don't have call tracking in place, where you can see, you know, for your efforts, how many calls came in, right? Make sure that you are able to see what your average cost per lead generated is or your average cost per call, because it needs to be within a manageable level, either from paid search or from SEO or from whatever online marketing you're doing. And once you know, okay, this is my average cost per lead, this is my average ticket, this is my average lifetime customer value, and that cost per lead is ROI positive, then you can scale it up. To the extent that you don't know that number, you're always going to be afraid that you're spending too much. You're like, oh man, um, geez, I'm, I'm uh, spending like five grand a month. That's crazy talk. But if you can spend that five grand, you can generate enough leads to, to be positive ROI. That's where you need to be. But you need to have this type of basic KPI in place where you can see, and this is our KPI board, something that you can look at and say, okay, I want to make sure I have something similar to this. How much did I spend? And you know this would be management fees from a company like ours, uh, pay-per-click spend, Facebook ad spend. Like, what's your total investment? And then how many leads came in? And that should be aggregated from, you know, SEO, from pay-per-click, from um, whatever source it is. So total number of leads, and then an average cost per lead. Hey Joe, if you're still with us and you're still listening, like. What are good barometers? Like what's a ideal target cost per lead? Obviously you want it as low as possible, but what's an ideal cost per lead for plumbing and for HVC? And really, if you can get it at that level or less, it means you should really be able to generate leads and sales and grow from. We'd love to hear from, from you on that, Joe, uh, if you're still with us. And then you wanna be able to tell where the leads came from, right? So how many came from organic? How many came from pay-per-click? How many came from Google Maps? How many came from web forms? Um, Joe's saying plumbing between 28 and 75. So if you've got a $75 or less cost per lead, you're, you're doing pretty good. How about how about HVAC? Like most of the companies on here is HVAC. So 55 to 125 on HVAC. So um, Adam's saying when you when you look at your average cost per lead, do you break it down by PPC and SEO, or is it all marketing spend? So the way ours is broken down, and you know. Right now, I'm trying to give you guys the high level. Like, at a minimum, you need to know how much you spent and then how many calls and what your average cost per lead is. You know, if we go to the second page of our report, it does say so of the 7,200, let's just say five grand was pay per click. How many of those leads came from pay per click? And then what's our average cost per lead via pay per click? So that's, yeah, you want to drill down. At a minimum, you want to know total spend and average cost per lead. And then you want to drill down by source. So, Google local service ads, what was my cost per lead and how many? How much revenue was generated? Um, pay-per-click, how much was my cost per lead, how much revenue was generated? So, I mean, there's layers to this. At a minimum, we need to know our spend and our number of leads and our average cost per lead. Uh, the next layer is to be able to break that down by industry. And then the next layer is to know your true revenue and expense for return on investment figures. So, um, like if you use Service Titan or House Call Pro, you should be able to say this 
pay-per-click stuff generated this number of calls and this much revenue. And that's really where the rubber beats the road. It's how much do we actually generate? So a couple of good comments. I just want to pause because I think this KPI stuff is important. Joe says seven to eight time return on investment is good if you're converting them properly. Okay. Um, Adam says, is LSA averaging the same upon all markets or does it vary from market to market? I, I'm going to, I've got a little section on local service ads. So I'll come back to that and I'll make sure to answer that, that for you, um, Adam. All right. So, so far we've got clear targets for, for 2019, clear on like where we want to go, what the monthly is and how many leads we need to generate to get there. We got clarity on our market message and media, really clear on how we're going to distinguish ourselves versus the competition. Um, we've looked at the website to make sure it's built to convert and came up with a couple of specific things we can do to enhance our conversion rates. We set up a simple KPI board so we can know like, is our marketing working? Is it not? And can we scale it up? From there, really what I want to do is build your 2019 marketing plan and the very specific things you can and should implement to really maximize those, um, those results. And so this is what we call our digital dominance method, and we've updated it for 2019. And I'm just going to kind of breeze through this. It's in your, it's in your workbook. I'm going to send it to you for those of you that stick around till the end. Uh, but ultimately, we've talked about having a good website, and I really believe it starts with SEO. Right, the lion's share of the leads and calls that our, our customers and prospects get come from organic. They're the lowest cost per lead. They tend to be the highest quality. So you want to make sure you've got a good organic strategy that gets you ranked for the most important keywords in your area. And it's not just plumber and it's not just AC repair, but it's thinking about all of the different services that you provide. Um, and in order to do that, there's things you need to do on your website. Right, you need to have pages for each of your services, pages for the cities that you operate in. You need to be building links, citations, authority, and online reviews on a very consistent basis. So if you don't have us or somebody highly focused on that for you, this might be something that you need to need to focus on. The second is paid search. Again, you want to show up in all of the places where your customers are looking. And to me, pay-per-click and local service ads kind of go in tandem, right? You want to make sure that you're showing up in the paid listings and you've got clarity on what your cost per lead via paid is and that you're you're maximizing the number of leads that can come through local service ads. I'll kind of, I'm going to dive into that in more depth and answer some questions along that. But you can't just do SEO. Now, a lot of times, and we look at the evolution of our company as, a, as an SEO company initially, um, a lot of clients just wanted SEO. I was like, okay, that's all I want to do. I want to like run my business via SEO. We tend to find we can get to like a million to a million and a half if we just do SEO. But if we want to get to the next level, we really want to maximize our lead flow, we need to be leveraging paid search as well. Um, so I think that the combination of SEO and pay-per-click with a scalable budget to meet your lead flow demands is a great combination. The other piece, which is labeled as number three here in our online dominance blueprint, is what we call retargeting. And that's, we know that a certain percentage of the people that get to the website are looking for our services, they're interested in what they do and what we do, but they don't convert. And it's usually something like 80%, 85% of the people that get to your site don't call in, they don't start a chat, they don't you know, uh, submit a web form. So retargeting gives us the ability to remain top of mind with them over the next 90 days. So especially when it comes to our higher ticket stuff, not our emergency services, but like you know, re, uh, remodeling, um, 
installing a new HVAC or plumbing or, or system, uh, repiping a home, installing a new water heater. We want to stay top of mind with them because not all of them buy right away. And so putting retargeting in place lets us serve banner ads just to those people that got to your website and bring them back. We know they're twice as likely to become a prospect or a customer if we can get them back to the website a second time. Um, being in the paid online directories, you know, this varies on a market by market basis. Number four here, um, you know, tapping into Yelp, tapping into YP.com, tapping into Angie's list, looking at like some of the things like Nextdoor that are becoming more and more popular. Um, you want to experiment with this because we want to show up at all the places that our customers are looking and some of them go straight to Angie's list still or some of them go straight to Yelp. Now some of you say you hate these, these channels and I, I get it, I hear you, but you want to know that they're there. You want to have your tracking mechanisms in place and if you're generating an ROI, then it makes sense to be in some of these channels. Um, leveraging email marketing, you know, all of you guys should have a database with the names and emails of all your customers, all of your prospects, and you should be touching them at least once a month via email to generate top of mind awareness, to drive more repeat and referral business. You know, it's the cheapest way to remain top of mind and to really drive more activity. Um, paper lead services, this is way down on my, my totem pole in terms of what you should focus on. Uh, other than local service ads, which I do believe is a is a must for just about everybody where it's active. Um, but like local home services, e-local plumber, networks, there's lots of paper lead mechanisms. We find that they're the lowest return on investment lead that you can generate, uh, the lowest quality, but they give us volume. And if you've got a good sales process, you've got somebody aggressive on the phone following up and answering and closing deals, they can be a great way to keep the trucks running if there's a lull in activity. Uh, there's social media advertising, which is becoming more and more popular, which is like strategically targeting your customer demographic on Facebook or YouTube, setting them as a target and then advertising to them. Um, I believe this is probably the, the last thing most of you should look at, right? Number seven, there's a play for it, but you know, SEO, pay-per-click, retargeting, pay-per-lead services, are, are much better ways to go at this point. And the number eight is just don't forget having some type of follow-up mechanism that you know sends a thank you card to your customer, puts something physical in their hands after the service call, goes a long way to, to generate more repeat and referral business. So this is the plan. I really wanna kinda unpack the, the biggest trends of 2019 along these lines, um, just to emphasize some of the big things that are coming, you need to be aware of, you need to be paying attention to, that will impact your results going into 2019 and beyond. Um, so the first is Google local service ads, and there's already been some chat about that. I'm going to unpack it. Um, the shift from people wanting to call into you to wanting to message you and or schedule right through your website. Um, and then the, the need to kind of be more all in with various advertising mechanisms. So I'll kind of go from the bottom up on this because I'm going to spend more time on local service ads than the others. Uh, being all in on the various channels, you can't just do SEO anymore. There was a time because SEO results showed up so prominently, you could just do SEO and if you ranked, it generated enough leads and calls to keep your text busy. Um, Google's changed the game. They've got local service ads at the top. They've still got pay-per-click listings. Then they've got the maps and the organics. I'm, st I'm telling you, don't fall asleep on SEO, but your organic results are moving down the page. So you need to be showing up in the paid results. You need to be playing in local service ads. Otherwise, you're going to be missing a lot of the opportunity that's happening, a lot of the search that's going on. Um, so you want to make sure you've got a dynamic strategy that's not just on, on SEO. We talked about the shift from um, 
you know, from wanting to call in to wanting to text, you know, having the, the chat function baked into your website, um, have, starting to test, uh, giving people the option to schedule right on your website. I believe the big gap there is people want to schedule online. They're just not confident that if they do it, the technician is actually scheduled and then it's all good to go. When you can start to build the confidence that, yes, you're going to schedule through our website, it's going to be confirmed via phone or via text message, and the technician will actually show up at the time you pick, you're going to have a massive competitive advantage. This is what your customers want to do. They don't want to have to call in. They don't want to have to talk to somebody. And so tools like Service Titan, House Call Pro, start experimenting with that. Start building your mechanism to be able to facilitate that, and you'll have a competitive advantage. And then the, the last is, is local service ads and really paying attention to local service ads. Most of you are familiar with what this is at this point. Um, it's the ads that are showing up uh, above the, the paid listings and above the Google Maps in massive markets across the United States. Um, at, at first it was just San Diego or San Francisco. Um, now it's, it's almost all of the major markets. It's going all throughout the United States and I believe it's soon gonna be um, international. They've already started rolling it out in, in uh, Canada. So, I mean, ultimately the way this works is it shows up above the listings. You'll notice there's a phone number. This is a track number and Google ch charges you on a per lead basis. Um, they're called leads. They're high quality. Um, so, you know, don't sleep on this. The other thing is you'll notice the Google guarantee that comes up underneath those listings. Really what that means is Google's background checked you. They vetted you. If the customer's not happy, they're going to eat the cost of your, of your service. So they're really trying to give the customer a reason to book through Google local service ads. And, um, and that's, that's really, that's really what it is. It's, it's active across the country at this point. Um, if you're not in it, you need to be paying attention to it. Um, a couple, a couple, you know, things to pay attention to. First of all, if it's not active in your area, Get with us, your account manager, to get you added to the early list. Um, if you're not active yet, it's, it's probably because there's a big process to get the background check complete, um, to get all of your employees' background checked. It's worth the effort. Like, really pay attention, get added to the waiting list, and or get all of your stuff done so that we can get you up in local service ads in your market. Um, what we're finding from people that are using it is that it's a lower cost per lead than PPC. Average between $25 and $30 per lead in most markets. Um, right now, anyways, that, that could change in the future. Google might move to a cost per lead bidding process like they have in the past. Um, the leads are significantly better than what you'd get through HomeAdvisor. So if you've got this stigma about cost per lead leads sucking, um, you're going to get price shoppers. But for the most part, the quality is really good. Um, you, you, know, you still have price shoppers and you need to follow up quickly. But pretty much everybody that's on local service ads that we've helped facilitate love it. And they think that the return on investment is good. The average cost per lead is good. And so my suggestion is get on the early waiting list. Um, if it's active in your area and you've got um, lulls, so like you've got texts that are sitting idle, go all in. Open your budget as much as you can. It's the highest quality, lowest cost lead that you can get right now at the beginning of 2019. So what you probably should do now is, if you're not already a client, um, go to local service ads and get signed up or get yourself added to the waiting list. If you're a client, this is something we will absolutely help you with. So let us help you facilitate this process. Just know we can't do it all, right? 
we still need to um, we still need to have you get those background checks and to kind of follow through on things, but we will help to facilitate the process. And then make sure you're gauging the return on investment. You can put your call tracking number to ring to uh, a specific line in Service Titan or just kind of track it whatever way makes most sense to you, but make sure you're tracking and then make sure that you use the platform. So this is like something most people don't realize and that's why I wanted to add it to today's session. When you get a lead through local service ads, Google gives you an app to close the loop. You know, you answered it, you either sold it or you didn't, and they want you to close that out inside the system. Your ranking in the local service ads, uh, outside of just spending more, is going to be based on how responsive you are to the leads through the platform and how many online reviews you have, both on Google and inside local service ads specifically. So, like, be super responsive inside the platform. Give Google the data to know this was a lead, this was a garbage lead, this one closed, this one didn't. That's going to give you a competitive advantage versus the competition. And then play the game while it makes sense from an ROI perspective. Um, return on return on investment is the, is the name of the game. If for some reason the lead quality starts to drop, if for some reason Google starts to um, increase the cost per lead, you just got to manage that and make sure it makes sense. Right now, as it rolls out in new markets and you happen to be one of the first guys in, you have a massive competitive advantage. Now, I can't go super deep on this today. I've got a whole hour-long presentation on local service ads, but I do have this, this guide that our team developed. If you go to localserviceads.net, you know, plumberseo.net slash local services, um, it's a great guide. It's about 15 pages and really outlines how it works, what you need to do, how to pay attention to it, all of that, all of that fun stuff. So what's your plan for 2019? So I really want you to just kind of map out out of all of this stuff, like what are three things that you'll execute? Are you going to dive into local service ads? Are you going to start paying more attention to pay-per-click advertising? Um, are you going to maybe start to do email marketing? Lots of options. I want you to like kind of pick the ones that you're going to focus on. And while you're working that out, um, lots of comments came in. Alicia says, how do we set a meeting with you? Um, you can just put in the comments your contact details and we'll follow up. I'm also going to give you a link to a schedule page. Um, Adam says, is the price per lead the same across um, all markets? I, we find there's a variance. In some markets, there's a little bit more than others. Um, and I believe that's that's subject to change as we go. All right, so Melissa says local service ads, email marketing, and Facebook remarketing. Love it. John says PPC, email marketing, SEO. Um, David's going to jump into local service ads. Um, Catherine says, I, I agree. Um, Want to be able to adapt to the new messaging options. Um, Ashley put in her, Alicia put in her contact details. Awesome. So I just want to share a couple case studies really of what's possible when you get this right, when you get this honed in. And I want you to listen in on this as you start to work out your plan and really you know, get clear on what specifically you're going to do. Uh, one of the companies we work with is Shamrock Plumbing. And a lot of you guys will recognize this case study from two, three years ago, um, 319 calls in April. I'm going to show you kind of like that was great. And I'm going to show you as we rolled out more paid options and more other strategies, how that number's even grown from there. But um, kind of what we did with, with Mark, we made sure he was ranking. We made sure he had a website that was built to convert. Um, we got him a very dynamic online marketing strategy. And, you know, dating back when we started him 
back in 2012, you know, he had a very basic website that didn't rank, that didn't convert. It's averaging about 20 calls per month. Um, fast forward about two years later, this is back in 2014, 319 calls. And that was a celebratory moment for us and for him to be able to make that kind of momentum. Um, but I really just wanted to take a moment to fast forward to today. Right, we're in November 2018, this is just last month. He had 490 calls on a $3,000 investment in Orlando, Florida, massive market. Average cost per lead, $6.32, coming from a lot of different channels, right? 215 via organic, 59 via PPC, 166 Google, Google Maps, 50 on web forms. I'm still trying to convince him to get everything off the ground and to open his budget with local service ads, but he's doing well enough to keep his technicians busy that he doesn't even have to really tap into that. Um, when we started with Mark, he was a one-man operation, uh, working from a home office. Today, he's got his own building. He's got a team of, I think it's like nine or 10 full-time technicians, and it's been a slam dunk win. So I really want to tell you, you know, this stuff works. And we've got uh, Craig Filipich on with us from Meridian Advantage. Hopefully, Craig's helped, you know, thinking about his, his strategy, and we talked about rolling out some new initiatives on the electrical side and building that up. But I just want to kind of show you the Meridian company, 533 leads as a function of getting their internet marketing right, kind of implementing exactly what we talked about on today's session. You know, they're based in East Lansing. They do plumbing, HVAC, remodeling, electrical. Uh, we rolled out a great website that's really built to convert. We got them ranked for a majority of the keywords. Um, this is his KPI board, 533 leads on a $6,000 spend, average $11.12 per, per lead, uh, 177 leads via organic, 153 via paid search, 165 via maps, 38 via web forms. I know that uh, the <laughs> boom, says Craig in the comments. Awesome. And we really appreciate your business. We're glad to have you and Kevin and probably Mark on with us here today. And really, you know, it's a function of getting a website that's built to convert, having a proactive SEO strategy, you know, focusing on the online reviews and getting those prominent, uh, leveraging social and email marketing, and really precision tracking of the metrics. So, you know, we covered a lot of ground. Um, you know, you've got this worksheet to develop your custom plan. Really what I want you to do is spend like five minutes at the end of today's session, just an extra five minutes, and, and go through this worksheet. You're going to find areas that you need to go back and revisit, things you need to focus on, things that will really help to magnify your results going into 2019. So spend some time on that. Uh, would love to hear the top three initiatives that you're going to implement. A lot of you guys have already posted these in, and I would love to hear some key takeaways. So from the day, we covered a lot of ground, right? Uh, and I want to hear from you guys now the, the takeaways. But what we covered was your goals for 2019, the three, month, three fundamentals, market message media, making sure the message resonates, uh, how to optimize your website for conversion for 2019 and beyond, uh, the big picture of all the different online marketing channels you should be paying attention to, uh, the things that are really hot in 2019 you want to make sure you know about and that you're tapping into. And then we developed your custom plan, like the main three things that you need to focus on going into 2019. So if you'd like some help and some of you are clients and you want help, our account managers want to sit with you one-on-one. -on -one. We want to do your 2019 marketing plan review or we'll spend time talking about, you know, what we're doing now, where there's room for improvement, what we can do to help you hit your goals going into 2019. Um, if, you're, if you're a prospect on here just looking at us potentially to help work with you and you'd like some help, if you put in comments, let's talk, 
Um, we will reach out to you. I've got Christian and Kirsten on the line with me. Um, we'll reach out to you and schedule something right away. I love Scott's. My 2019 marketing plan is to hire you guys. <laughs> love, love that. Uh, the alternative would be to call us, right? You can call us at 866-610-4647. Um, you can go to plumberseo.net slash schedule. That'll take you straight to the scheduler where you can pick a time on your calendar that works. Um, so you pick, you know, post in the comments. We'll get it. Um, go to plumberseo.net slash schedule. We'll get you scheduled. And um, really appreciate you taking the time. I think, Adam, thank you. I think you were asking, what about radio? What about branding? So this is your 2019 internet marketing plan. Um, you know, radio and, and, and billboards and that other stuff is branding outside of marketing. I am thinking about doing a session um, in January, and I want to hear from you guys in comments if this would be of interest to you, um, on your marketing plan as a whole. So internet marketing is a big piece of your strategy, but you know, there's more to marketing than just internet, right? There's your branding, there's TV, there's radio. What I'm finding is the companies that are going from um, high seven figures to multiple, multiple seven figures start to tap into branding. So if you'd like to talk more about the overall strategy, I would probably bring on some experts that deal with branding, that deal with radio and TV, that deal with billboards, that can talk about media buying. Of course, we'll, we'll kind of touch on internet marketing again. If that would be of interest to you, definitely let me know in the comments uh, because I think that's that's a big play for you guys is as you go from seven figures to, to multiple seven figures. So the reward for those of you guys that stuck around, um, you know, we've got some great resources for you. This, this visual, the online dominance blueprint, um, the checklist, as well as the most commonly searched keywords to get that. All you have to do is go to plumberseo.net slash reward and all of your goodies are there. That's kind of our, our ethical bribe for getting you to stick with us throughout the course of today's session. Um, hopefully you guys got great value from this. Um, I hope you can see I'm passionate about helping plumbing and HVAC companies like you, like really get better results, maximize your lead flow, dominate your local marketplace. Um, it's been an honor to, to spend this time with you today. Hopefully you feel more prepared to crush it in 2019. Uh, for our clients, thank you so much for your business. We love working with you. Uh, for those of you that are thinking about hiring us, uh, put, put in the comments box, reach out to us. Uh, we look forward to talking with you about where you're at today, where you're looking to go, helping to kind of show here's what we can do, here's how much it would cost and see if it, if it makes sense. So that's a wrap. Um, if there's any questions I missed, Kirsten or Christian, let me know. Uh, I'd be glad to keep it open a couple more minutes. Otherwise, um, we can go ahead and close, close the session here. All right, guys, thanks for your time. Have a great holiday, and we'll, we'll talk to you again soon.